Hello everybody, it's game day once again. Welcome back to Time Out with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Tory. Before we get into today's last preview, let's take a look at a couple games that happened on Thursday night. First, the Martin Clippers cruised to a 62-0 win against Bloomingdale. That game was called at halftime. Martin absolutely annihilated Bloomingdale from the opening tip. This game was one-sided. Uh, a very impressive showing by the Clippers, who just continue to take care of business. Uh, their closest game this year has been 42 points. They're just incredible. Um, I cannot wait to see how this team continues. Uh, they've got some big games coming up. Next week, they've got Eau Claire, uh, who is 2-2. Two and two. They follow that up with a game against Menden, who currently sits at 3-1. and one. Marcellus follows the week after that, who's also 3-1. and one. And they end the season with 2-2 two and two New Buffalo. The future is bright for Martin. They're already 5-0, and it'll be exciting to see uh, how this team rounds into form with four weeks to go uh, until the playoffs. In another game last night, uh, Muskegon Catholic Central, they defeated Benton Harbor 29-12. Uh, the Tigers got out to a lead in this game, scoring just 70 seconds into the action. Uh, Deviante, Devante Tasker uh, with the touchdown. Muskegon Catholic responds with, uh, 15 straight points to take a halftime lead of 9. Benton Harbor would start the score in the second half, although that came in the beginning of the fourth quarter uh, to get within 3. But Muskegon Catholic ices it with a pair of late touchdowns. Joe Waller, 120 rushing yards, 2 touchdowns on 27 carries. And Sam Convertini uh, caught all 3 uh, passes for the Crusaders, racking up 77 yards. Muskegon Catholic is now 4-1. and one. Next week, they'll take on Muskegon Heights. Should Muskegon Heights win this week against Ludington? Uh, and if you listen to yesterday's episode, both Mike Meekoff and I think that'll happen. Uh, we have something that I think nobody would have ever expected, and that would be Muskegon Heights versus Muskegon Catholic, an undefeated battle for the Lakes 8 Championship. Talk about exciting football uh, on the Lakeshore next Friday. Uh, Benton Harbor, meanwhile, slides to 0-5. They'll take on uh, Kalamazoo Lloyd Norix next week, who is also currently winless. Uh, that should be a great chance for them to uh, get into the win column. We'll see what happens next Friday. The previews will begin uh, with the OK White, and our first game is Forest Hill Central against Greenville. Forest Hill Central is a 3-1 is a on the year. They lost that tough game to Grand Blank, but otherwise they've been pretty solid, defeating Jenison, Northview, and Lowell. Uh, both those conference wins coming a combined 75-7. Greenville, meanwhile, has played three games and lost them all. Uh, they lost their opener to Allendale 23-7. They followed that up with a 30-7 loss to Kenwell Hills, and last week lost 49-19 against Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, I think Forest Hill Central has a chance to run away in this game. Uh, to me, this is a two-team race in the conference uh, with them and Byron Center. Uh, Grand Rapids Christian is going to have some things to say. East Grand Rapids will have some things to say as well uh, before this is all said and done. And just making an impact. And I think the Pioneers' two losses might have uh, already kind of set them on a on a bad track to contend for the title. But they're a good enough team that they should definitely be uh, making some noise. Uh, but I like this Forest Hill Central team a lot. Uh, they should be able to win this game rather handily. Hunter Robinson uh, returned last week. He's now got five touchdowns already. And uh, Justin Osterhaus, don't count him out either. Uh, he should get some playing time in what should be a one-sided game. Uh, he already has seven touchdowns at quarterback for Forest Hill Central. And uh, they've got two great weapons in Jake Bonnet and Connor Milton. Greenville's offense uh, has struggled. Uh, they have just 33 points in three games. 
Uh, A.J. Fox and Jagger Fiesel hooking up for two of those touchdowns, and Cam Cooper rushing for one score. Uh, the offense has really struggled to get on the scoreboard, and I think that continues on Friday night. East Grand Rapids uh, will take on Forest Hills Northern. The Pioneers looking for their first win in conference play, as are the Huskies. Uh, East Grand Rapids started out conference play with a loss to Byron Center, 28-20, and a loss to Grand Rapids Christian, 13-11. Surely uh, those are two good losses. Those are two great football teams. Forest Hills Northern, on the other hand, lost to Lowell, 8-7, and Northview, 35-31. I think the edge here has to go to East Grand Rapids. The Pioneers uh, have looked like a better team. Uh, it's pretty crazy to think that they're 1-3 right now, but their other loss came to Zeeland West. So, I mean, they've really lost to really good teams. Uh, they defeated South Christian. I think this is one of those things where the new playoff system is going to play to their advantage. Uh, they're going to need to rack up some wins here. you still got to win games. Uh, they still have a tough matchup versus Forest Hill Central on the docket, but they could easily lose four games. Uh, win the others and sneak into this thing at five and four. We'll see if that'll give them enough bonus points. Some of these teams probably aren't going to win enough games, but it'll be an interesting uh, math dilemma here. Uh, curious to see what will happen with the Pioneers. But Nathias Grady and uh, Drew Caswell have combined for eight rushing touchdowns. This this is a great group. I think this team uh, is is a pretty solid football team. And meanwhile, uh, you look over at Forest Hills Northern. And uh, Travis Myers is going to have to step it up. He's got five touchdowns right now, uh, three passing, two rushing. But this offense is struggling to score. Um, I will say Forest Hills Northern will lead in one area, and that would be the kicking game, as uh, Luke Silverdale is a great leg. Game number three will pit Grand Rapids Christian against Lowell. The Eagles are one of two teams that are c currently 2-0 in the OK White. Uh, this is two big wins for Christian, so they lost in non-league play to South Christian and Unity Christian, again, like East Grand Rapids, too. Really just acceptable losses. Those are great teams. Uh, and in league play so far, they've defeated East Grand Rapids and Greenville. Uh, their opponent, Lowell, is 1-3. They won that really just sloppy game, 8-7, to seven, uh, against Northern. But other than that, really have struggled. Uh, their offense has only got, uh, well, I guess the team has 29 points. That includes two kick return touchdowns and a safety. So we're talking about their offense not really producing much of anything. Uh, two scores at this point. So I think that these offensive woes are a problem for Lowell. And on the flip side, Grand Rapids Christian, uh, a guy like uh, Avier Thomas, he's got five touchdowns and uh, he's done it in four different ways. He's got two rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. He's got a pick six and he's got a return touchdown as well. So he's an explosive player, just a fun guy to watch. Uh, CJ Jones and Jamarde Hogan uh, each have three rushing touchdowns. So this is, this is a much more explosive offense. Uh, for Grand Rapids Christian, I think that they get it done uh, in this one on Friday. And finally, uh, the game that people have peddled as the uh, the best game in the league this week, that would be Byron Center against Northview. Byron Center 1-0 in league play uh, with that victory last week over East Grand Rapids. You'll remember they didn't play a conference game in the first week of conference play as Greenville forfeited uh, due to COVID. Uh, they went down and defeated Elkhart, a 6A team in Indiana. Uh, Northview, meanwhile... Took a tough loss on the chin to Forest Hill Central, 45-0, and uh, they beat Northern last week. So I think that Northview's a, a much improved team here under Coach Ryan Oshnock, but I don't think they're to the level of Byron Center. I mean, and I think you saw that with Forest Hill Central, uh, that they just are overmatched in, in these games, and that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, defeat Greenville and beat Lowell and, you know, all of a sudden maybe consider a playoff uh, berth here with five wins, 
But I, I mean, I just I think Byron Center and Forest Hill Central and maybe even Christian are in another class uh, compared to Northview uh, this season. Uh, Hunter Schichtel has been a great quarterback. He's got ten touchdowns, six passing, and four rushing. Brady Bright, uh, Trevor Walter, Jason Savigny. They have a lot of weapons here at Byron Center, and it's just a fun group to watch. Uh, Schichtel's six touchdowns lead the OK White in passing scores. Uh, he's third in the league in rushing touchdowns. So he's just, he's got it going on, and he leads a really good offense. And, and that's nothing against Northview's offense. The Torian Roberts uh, has been a, a, a factor in the rushing game. He's got four scores. But I just, I don't think they can keep up uh, with Byron Center on Friday night. I think the Bulldogs' defense ultimately just too good for uh, for Northview. I think, it, I think it'll be a struggle. So going on to the OK Red now, first game is a battle of winless teams, as we've got East Ketwood and West Ottawa. Uh, East Kentwood has scored 16 points this year, uh, 7 against Muskegon and 9 against Caledonia last week. Uh, this is the definition of a struggling offense. I mean, they just have not got anything going. Uh, but to be fair, their strength of schedule is probably unmatched in the state of Michigan. Uh, their first four games, Muskegon, Brother Rice, Rockford, Caledonia. Can anybody meet that in four games? Probably not. Maybe Granville, but you could even argue that Granville, uh, with their, you know, the UD Jesuit is not quite as good as Brother Rice. Uh, East Kentwood, it, I think, will get the edge in this game against West Ottawa. I think they're better than they, we've we've seen from them so far. I don't think they're, you know, the, the best football team. I don't think they're all that great. Uh, this is probably one of their few chances, if they're not their only chance at a win. Uh, but I think that they get it done against West Ottawa. West Ottawa's been able to score. They've got 51 points. Uh, played a little lesser competition. They played Northview, Mount Pleasant, uh, Hudsonville, and Grand Haven. Uh, the interesting thing to see here is whether or not East Kentwood will be able to stop the run. Uh, Ryan Stamp has four touchdowns on the ground. He's been a pretty formidable back. I mean, four touchdowns puts him, uh, you know, sixth or seventh in the league right now. Uh, he, he's been pretty consistent for this offense. But I don't know if East Kentwood's going to be able to contain him. If Stan can break free and get this thing going, uh, West Ottawa can be in this. But I'm just not sure. I mean, i got to give the edge to Kentwood. I think they've got uh, some some strength of schedule. I think they're going to be a much improved team now that they're playing uh, somebody who's not as good as some of those blue blood programs. Uh, I'll go with Kentwood in a close one. The next game pits Caledonia against Grand Haven. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I would not have seen this as a 4-0 versus 3-1 matchup. I mean, that... What? I mean, both of these teams have struggled the past couple years. Caledonia got a good playoff run last year, but, I mean, both of these teams have struggled in the red for, for a good while, and here they are. We're at the halfway point. Uh, the OK red is like the blue. It's 2-0 for the top four, 0-2 for the bottom four. Uh, I'm going to go with Caledonia here as well. Uh, similar thing. I've been really impressed by their showing uh, the last couple weeks. That, that Granville win really stands out to me, 24-14. to uh, Mason McKenzie. Is a great is a great offensive threat, and I'll tell you what, this is going to be a fun game because we have two of the best uh, quarterback playmakers on the west side going up against each other. So Mason McKenzie has 14 touchdowns, four passing, and 10 rushing. He really knows how to use his legs and just get this offense rolling. But on the flip side, Owen Worthington does the same thing. He has six rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown. Um, these guys are just fun. They're playmakers. I, I tell you what, if you're at this game tonight, you'll be treated to a great offensive show. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Caledonia. I like their supporting cast a little bit better, too. You talk about guys like Justice Reed and Brock Townsend, uh, Nick Fox as a receiver. 
Grand Haven, uh, I would look to Ryan Francis as probably their best counterplay. Uh, but I think Caledonia is a little bit deeper. Uh, and so I'll go Caledonia. But I think this is going to be a close one. This could be a good game on Friday night. Game number three, Granville against Jenison. Both of these teams looking for their first conference win. Both are one and three right now. Uh, Granville could be the benefit of the, the new playoff system. We talked about that with East Grand Rapids. I think you see the same thing with Granville. Uh, but they got to get it going. They got to win some games somewhere. Uh, and here's kind of the the chance here for the for the dogs. Uh, they play Jenison this week, Grand Haven next week, East Kent with the following week, and then uh, ultimately end the season with West Ottawa with a Hudsonville game in there. So I mean, the time is now. They've got four winnable games. Uh, not even considering Hudsonville a winnable game, which I think it is, but they've got four games they should be favored to win. Um, they've got a strike. And uh, we'll see what happens here. And I think they get off to a good start tonight. I do like this Granville team. I think they're a good bunch. Uh, you've got, you know, Cade Pilzik. Uh, he's got four or uh, eight rushing touchdowns. Tyson Mann has been explosive catching the ball. He's got running the ball, re returns. Uh, funny to think Granville uh, catching the ball. But Ian Sanders does have uh, does have four passing touchdowns this year. Uh, for Jenison, the key is Caleb Dean. And, and I don't know. If he's going to be enough, I mean, Carter Van Manen has been pretty solid this year, uh, but it all lies on Dean, and I'm just not sure that he'll be enough in this game. Uh, Granville's defense has been uh, fairly solid this year, uh, giving up a few more points than than normal, uh, but I think a lot of that's weighted in last week's 53-46 to triple overtime game against the Rams of Rockford. Speaking of Rockford, they'll take on Hudsonville in our game of the week in the OK Red. This is a great game. Both teams 2-0 in league play, and I'll tell you what, Hudsonville, I think, gets undersold a little bit in the picture of things here in the OK Conference. I mean, when people talk about the elite teams in this area, they're not talking about Hudsonville. Maybe the conversation's starting now. But Hudsonville is two plays away from being 4-0. And, and their losses to Selene and Orchard Lake are not at all uh, a bad loss at all. I mean, those are going to be great playoff point opportunities for them. And so I think that they're going to be in this game. I think it's going to be a close battle against the Rams. Ultimately, I'm going to give a slight edge to Rockford. Uh, I think the Rams will win this one close. Zach Ahern is a playmaker. He's, he leads the OK Red in scoring right now. He's tied for the lead in passing touchdowns with six. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns with 13, leads the conference in scoring uh, points with 78. Uh, but he's tied with Trey Carr of Hudsonville for those passing touchdowns. Trey Carr has 10 touchdowns of his own, uh, six passing, four rushing. Uh, Drew Bain is good. Eli Vanderveen, I've uh, been saying it all year, and maybe this is the chance here. I'm I'm kind of excited for the kicking battle here. Uh, Manuel Dieppa uh, is my favorite kicker in the league for Hudsonville, and he goes up against Jackson Burkholder, who is the league leader in scoring uh, from the kicking position. 23 made extra points and a made field goal. I'm going to go with Rockford close here, but I think this is another one of those games that shows how good Hudsonville could really be uh, this year if they get the chance. And you know what? Those OK Red teams always play in the, in the playoffs, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see these teams battling it out in a few weeks. So that's all for tonight's show. Uh, make sure you check out Michigan Sports Radio tonight. Last week, we pumped out over 40 pre uh, recaps. It was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It was. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I love covering all these games, and uh, I'll continue to do so. So we've got live scores. My man ZT uh, will be manning the live scores tonight, so you should be able to go to our website and check out all the scores around the area. And uh, after that, tune in uh, tonight, throughout the night, and tomorrow morning. Uh, we will have recaps for you of all sorts of games. And if you want to listen to the games tonight, we have 15 live games on our network, including Hudsonville against Rockford. 
So for uh, ZT in the studio, uh, and a special shout out to uh, a fellow Tory, Sam Tory, uh, and his beloved Force Hill Central Rangers in action tonight. Uh, I'm Nick Tory. Thank you as always for listening to Time Out with the Tories. <laughs>